welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. Welcome. Yes, welcome indeed. And, Austin, my first question before we delve into the topic for today. Did you witness what one of my co-workers called the event of the century this weekend? Um... Maybe. Can you be more specific? If okay, I clear, clearly I don't think it's the event of the century. If I have no idea what you're talking about, I was shocked when she said it was the event of the century, but she was of course referring to the royal wedding. Um, oh no! Which which afterwards? I watched the sermon after. I I heard the sermon was actually spectacular. It is good. You should watch it. I should. Um. But we were discussing afterwards, some of my friends, how much you would have had to pay us to get up on a Saturday morning at, like, 5 in the morning to watch It that. started at, like, 2, right? Probably. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> he's not even in line. No. No, he's not. Though, okay, I do think this was a more important royal wedding than many past royal weddings. Uh, okay, since, uh, uh, I don't even know when they have been or haven't been important. Right, right. But this is more important than many of them. Because she's American? And she's biracial. Right. It's, I told you why I stopped watching The Crown, right? No. I'm watching The Crown, and they're like, oh, Elizabeth has to move up her coronation. And I'm listening to to hip hop, and they're like, people are shooting us in the streets, and I, I'm like, I can't, this is, I can't reconcile these. Yeah, that's, and, and that's then fair. they're just like, why do I care about analyzing the lives of this woman who, let's be honest, has like, the hardship that she faces, is is not. I don't want to say it's not real hardship, but it's definitely not the same. Right, right. No, that's totally fair. So I did not watch the royal wedding. Neither did I. Um, but anyways. The sermon to, was good, though. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Bonus recommendation right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, our topic for this week. Um, this weekend? Question yeah. mark? No, that's true. This weekend. Um, the next installment in the Star Wars saga is hitting the theaters entitled Solo. I don't know if that's true. Okay. It's coming next... out this weekend, but I wouldn't say it's the next installment in the Star Wars saga. The The next installment in the Star Wars anthology? Okay, that's better. I like that. Um, is coming to, um... A theater theater near you. Yeah, here, I don't know about you, and maybe I just haven't been watching enough television or something, mm-hmm, but I feel mm-hmm. like there's absolutely no hype for this movie whatsoever. I have no idea what the plot of this movie is, other than it's about Han Solo and, mm-hmm. um, who's his name? Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. And that, um, Daenerys is in it. That's basically mm-hmm. all I know about this movie. Chewbacca's in it as well. Um, Woody Harrelson. Isn't it? That's right. That's another reason I'm looking forward to yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I I would agree that there is much less hype for this movie than mm-hmm. even Rogue One. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I I plan to see it probably tomorrow. Just and I think that's more of a commentary on my life than <laughs> <laughs> it is on the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm I, I'm I'm weird. I weirdly very ambivalent. Right, uh, I, I, if if anything, I'm almost antagonistic towards this movie, mm-hmm. which we can probably get into, um, as we talk about, or we probably will get into as we talk about it. But as as people who would probably say we are, at least Star Wars fans, if not big Star Wars fans, I don't know. Uh, sure, I don't, we'll say yes. More um, than casual. Yeah, we are more than casual. Star Wars fans. Um. And so, where was I going with this? You're not excited. I'm There's not no excited. Hype. I'm not really excited about it. I was talking to another one of my friends at work, and we were trying to figure out how this, this story was going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of what, where I'm going to just start talking of where I see this conversation going. Okay. So, what we were kind of trying to figure out is the reason that Rogue One. So, Rogue One was actually, I thought, really good. Um, it did a great job of like telling a story about an event that we really knew very little about from the mm-hmm. original trilogy, and honestly didn't really affect the story all that much um, of how Leia got the blueprints to the um, to the Death Star. But it turned out to be just like a really good story, um, and and why why I think it worked is that for a couple of reasons. A, it did. It had great characters, um, and like, kind of what we've talked about before is that like, characters are what makes your story a good story. As much as the world of Star Wars is important, um, it's more about the the people in it. I think that makes the stories really good. Um, and then also the fact that it just like seamlessly meshes with um, the original trilogy. Like when we saw it. We literally came home that night and just watched the fourth movie, or A New Hope, and was just like, wow, this is really good. Like, these two go together. So, then here's my, here's my, another thing I'm concerned about with Solo. Mm -hmm. Um, If, if, if Solo needs to do the same thing that Rogue One did, in that it meshes really well with A New Hope, how how can we see Han Solo go on a hero's journey, if you will, and end up as the guy that we meet in the Moss Eisley bar about who is only in it for the money and doesn't mm-hmm. care about anything? Like, how how does that work? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, for me, that's the biggest problem going in. Um, Han Solo is kind of, uh, he's kind of sleazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you first meet him in uh, New Hope, he's in debt to Jabba, who is literally slimy, mm. um, <laughs> as well as figuratively. Um, he's he's basically running from the cops, uh-huh. um, and he like kills a guy in cold blood. But granted, we did just see Obi Wan chop off someone's arm mm-hmm. um, with little provocation, y'all. 
episode four, <laughs> watch it without your nostalgia glasses on. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It is um, weird. But, so, and yeah. Potentially I, even, like, really, like, hysterical on how bad some of the things are. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm I'm in a weird position. I would be very excited for a uh, Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover, Amelia Clark, some other random guy heist movie. That mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that seems that sounds like a movie I'd I'd definitely watch. Um, right. But the, the fact that it's a, a solo movie or a Star Wars movie it makes me hesitant, right? Because right. um, I I don't think you can have really great. Uh, the only progression I think you can do for Han Solo is make him go from idealistic to jaded and cynical, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think they're going to do. Right. Um, just based on uh, how he's introduced in the trailers, like he's mm-hmm. introduced as like a proto Han Solo, so right. you're just gonna have him. Uh, maybe if you go from him being arrogant and bumbling to arrogant and less bumbling, to where he is at the beginning. Because Han yeah. Solo, had, like, he ends up in a lot of bad situations. Right. Uh, even throughout the series. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. There, I think the, the best way you could do it, this is not the best way you could do it. But <laughs> what I think would be a fun way to do it is frame this as... Han Solo telling his own origin story. Okay. Um, because then it can be whatever you want then. Right. And right. he knows he has to get his own he knows he has to get his own squad, if you will, into this right. picture. But then you can take he can do everything. He can come he can end up being a hero, but then you take it with a grain of salt because uh, you know he's not heroic at the beginning of a new hope and you right. know he's not a hero. Like, even if he's saying he's a hero, you're like, okay, Han, yeah, I'm sure that's how it happened. That's a very mm-hmm. Han Solo thing to do. Right. Um, so I think that would be, a, to me, that would be a fun way to make it immersive um, without breaking kind of the transition and knowing he has to end up as this sleazy guy um, because he's telling the story and he's going to say, it. oh, yeah, this is me back in the day with... Daenerys Stormborn, and we were flying through the the Kessel Run. Um, you know, I, I I think that would be fun um, because right. it it would let me it would let me say okay, I don't have to care about how this fits into canon. This is just gonna be a joy ride, which really that is the best that's the best possible outcome for this movie. It's just a joy ride. You're like, okay, that was fun. I'm not. I'm never gonna think about that again. <laughs> you you get to the end of the movie and it's just him like telling and it's just like him telling a story to some yeah. random people like in yeah. a bar or something mm-hmm. like that, and and you realize the whole thing is like not true at all. Right. And it was just him making up this story. Mm-hmm. That, that I I, I, I think see, that would be fun. That see yeah I agree with, with that. It would like redeem what I fear is the terribleness of this movie and not only redeem it, but just like emphasize. Mm-hmm. He um, can't go on a classical arc and they're not, right. they're not doing a true like anti-hero origin arc. Right. It, it seems like from the trailers. So I because, just want it to be tongue in cheek. Right. Right. Thrill ride. 
Because somehow, because usually, even in Han Solo's arc, you he has his hero's him. journey in right <laughs> in uh, four, five, and six. Right, exactly. He goes from being the selfish, selfish guy to being the selfless guy, and so if somehow in this movie they could take him from being like this kid who's like really positive and has this great outlook on life to by the end of the movie he is just really you know cynical and selfish Mm -hmm. and so somehow you have like this weird reverse hero's journey in order to have him come out and be really selfish at the end of the movie i think that could be like a tragedy no one likes tragedy i'm the only person who likes tragedies i think we both do but um not enough people do I think it. And so, I think that would be. If I was doing it, I would want it to be that way. I know I'm not, so I want it to right. be something that I can completely divorce from the canon. Right. And so, okay, that kind of answers my question, which was unspoken. But if we say it now, was how does Han Solo actually become a good movie? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. the other thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I was thinking. I was thinking about that today. It's just this this movie can't be one that has a hero's journey, right? So what do you what can you do? And I, I yeah I I just came up with that framing device now, but I really like it now. I like be, it too because it it it's such a Han Solo thing to do, yeah. And it lets him have a a good story, which is which goes into my main fear about this movie mm-hmm. is that this movie destroys the character of Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I think is great about Han Solo is that he's this guy that we don't know. He's this bum who comes from someplace we don't know. He has all these crazy backstories and he can just do whatever he wants. He has this random hairy guy who he can speak to that nobody that else, no one else can. Um, he just... He can he he's just like this like complete rogue that mm-hmm. is just super cool and like always just does all these things for himself and so he has created this character around Han Solo that you that in my opinion Han Solo you, has created that about himself right and in my opinion you you don't want to know the backstory mm-hmm. like he he is that type of character where you don't want to know the backstory and so by creating this movie that is literally about Han Solo's backstory, you are completely like dismantling everything that Han Solo is mm-hmm, in the original mm-hmm. trilogy. And that's really painful to me because I think Han Solo is just a fantastic character. Um, and so, but going back to what you, you just suggested about that arc, that, that doesn't break that. If anything, yeah. it, it helps build that where it's like, right, because oh, it's him Han maintaining. Solo he just made up some story. Yeah, he's just that maintaining his own so legend, good. right? Which is Which such I... a Han thing to do, right? Exactly. The, there, um, I will say there are moments in the trailers that I'm like, okay, I, I could be really on board for this. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's one where he meets Lando for the first time. He sits down at this table and they're gambling over something, and he's like, "My name's Han," Han and Lando is just like, "Okay, Han." Because uh, Lando calls That's him Han so good. the entire All fifth the time movie. In the fifth movie. Yeah, and now it's like <laughs> Lando is just like he knows, but he's just way too smooth That's for so Han good. Solo. And I'm like, that is that is perfect. I uh, I never I like I didn't know I wanted that retcon, 
but now that it is a thing, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. That's so that gives I, me hope. I, yeah, it does. Um, uh, so I like, I'm optimistic about this movie because I'm <laughs> my expectations are so low. Uh, <laughs> so low uh, that oh, now goodness. now my. Uh, now I'm thinking, okay, maybe it w- maybe it won't be so bad. I really want them to lean into Donald Glover. I I think I have made pretty clear during the course of this podcast that I love Donald Glover. You um, give you give a shout out to Donald Glover in some way, he shape, is or form. So good, y'all. Like every single episode. If I could be Donald Glover, I'd like everything he wants to do. He just does it, and he does it well. And I'm like, wow. I wish I was like bold enough to do all the things that I want to do. Um, anyway, I want them to lean into Donald Glover more mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and Woody Harrelson because he, oh my goodness, he's so good. I love and he's Woody Harrelson. Pretty, like, he, if I was gonna pick someone for a Han Solo movie, I'd want him to be in it because he's <laughs> that perfect mix of just like sarcasm and like action and yep. just like. I don't, just like gunslinging, rough riding guy that I yep. want to be in this movie. A hundred percent. If there's anybody who just from previous roles that he has played that is going to lead some young kid into turning into Han Solo, it's oh, Woody yeah. Harrelson. Oh yeah. And so I'm glad that he's in this movie. And so like, I don't know. Just talking about this now has changed my outlook on the movie. I am. I was very negative about this movie, and still am very negative about this mm-hmm. movie. Mainly because I think it's going to destroy Han Solo. And two, because I don't think it's going to be any good. But, that being said, maybe maybe they could pull something out. Maybe they can pull another Rogue One, which was surprisingly really good. I would say, I was kind of, eh, about Rogue One. I thought, uh, Jin, Jane, I don't remember. The main name. character, um, I thought she was not a strong main character. Um, okay. I felt like you knew her backstory, but I, it didn't lead well into the actions that she was currently taking. And a lot of the actions she was taking were being captured, and then she took over a rebellion. Um, I mean, that. yes and no. I mean, the reason that she did that was because of what happened to her as a child. Um why like why does seeing your father capture make you... your home destroyed i guess that Ed... forced to like go into hiding i mean but never that's like to see your family again you don't like the empire okay but then why why give that speech about hope and stuff to the rebellion and the rebellion has imprisoned you basically and it says all right, we're going to use you into doing this. I mean, isn't that, like, the exact same thing the Empire wanted to do to her dad? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I was, I'm kind of meh okay, about okay. the characters in Rogue One. So, I like, I am excited for the characters that they have to to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I really like my framing device. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, like, literally... <laughs> They should it's stop so releasing this movie and just add a... Just, all you have to do is just add that to the end of the movie. Because mm-hmm. it, it, lets, it lets Han Solo project himself mm-hmm. as who he wants to be, even in the past. 
Right, which is um, a classic Han Solo thing. Mm-hmm. It like, lets him, Han... like, pick at Lando, uh, which is you know, classic Han. Right. Um, yeah, I, and and we don't have to, what I like about this that is I think is gives us an advantage over Rogue One. We don't have to introduce these characters, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or or we can. You don't have to say, okay, this is where these characters are. Let's change them. We already kind of we have everyone has expectations for who these characters are, right? Um, so you can just kind of start with, all right, let's tweak the the expectations that the audience has. The other thing that was kind of interesting that I was thinking about is like we see Chewie in the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and now this is like somehow Chewie goes from Kashyyyk in the battle, you know, when Order 66 happens to hanging out with Han Solo. So I hope we, interesting. we ignore that too. Prob- probably. <laughs> we should, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Because um, I, I don't really want a... For one thing, it is impossible to... Uh, okay, I know a lot of people love Chewie. I cannot stand Chewie. <laughs> Whenever he vocalizes, it's just like his his words are like literally sandpaper. <laughs> well, the problem is you can't. Anytime you have Chewie by himself, it doesn't work. Yeah. The only so, time Chewie works is when he's with Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a whole series that's just like Chewie and C-3PO. Oh in goodness. episode five, and it is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I hate C three PO. I hate R two, and I hate Chewie by himself. And it's just the three of them together in this room. <laughs> and it's it's awful. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. But anyway, Mike. And then my question. Yeah, what's your was, question? I, I'm thinking about Han Solo, and um, how he can't really go on an, an arc at all during this mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. if if we want to keep him the character that we know he will be at the beginning of the new hope mm-hmm. uh, a new hope and, and my thought was is is han solo really the han solo as he is in a new hope is that really the character that we should end up with right now like is han solo past his relevancy um uh, because he's a very like western action 80s mm. action like he's not as jacked as his contemporaries were mm-hmm. um but he's very much a like a western anti-hero right right um and is that mm. a character that we want to end up with at mm. yeah at this point um he is not a very uh yeah he's not a very great guy uh mm-hmm. his interactions with women are definitely if they weren't questionable then they are definitely questionable <laughs> now um so yeah is is han solo still relevant mm. is he mm. is he a character we should be portraying yeah that's an interesting thought because the answer to that question is probably no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but he's such an icon. Right. And that's and that's I don't I don't know if anybody's thinking about that. Mhm. And if I had to bet, I would bet that we're going to end up coming out of this movie thinking about that. 
mm-hmm. just because that's where we are right now. When you have, mm-hmm. I mean, and we we've, we've talked about talking about the comparing Star Wars and Marvel before, but like when you have Marvel making movies like Black Panther and like trying to do all of these things that are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. You you see Star Wars falling back to just one of their classic characters who, in a lot of senses, is just kind of gone with the times, like isn't relevant. Yeah. It, well, and um, I was just thinking about like how much backlash um, The Last Jedi faced for trying to, to bring new relevancy and bring a, a new discussion to the table with... Mm-hmm. Um, how it looks at the Force, how it looks at the relationship between the Jedi and the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, to me, I, I feel like we're not going to... Uh, nothing is going to change yeah. about Han Solo's character uh, because this is a... I, I'm assuming it's going to be a try to... All right, that was that was a weird thing we did with episode whichever eight. Here's Han Solo. You guys like him, right? right? This is like a nice, fun funnel cake. It's it's probably not great for you, but it's fun when you eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the funnel cake analogy, classic. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's really true because we are gonna get to the end of the movie and be like, okay, it to me to me it's gonna have the same effect as most Marvel movies where it was like. Okay, here's a cool movie that's set in the Marvel Universe slash Star Wars Universe with all these characters that we know and love already, but now we get to do a different twist on them, which somewhat develops their character slash not at all, maybe. Um, And then they fight some enemy, and then the good guys win, and then we go on with our lives and nothing has changed. Um, But, I mean, Iron Man 1, right? Uh, Tony Stark starts out as not a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, his interactions with um, Pepper. women and Pepper in particular are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like, he changes and grows, and j- so just like imagine, I I mean, I think Tony Stark comes to a better place than Han Solo does by Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely by Homecoming. Um, so imagine like going from homecoming like we started uh we only see the avengers movies um and then we go from homecoming to iron man 1 i mean my reaction to that tony stark is this guy's this the guy's the worst right. uh like how do we like do 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 you just go very low with Han Solo's character to make him seem better in retrospect, because that seems not that yeah. seems like a bad decision. I, I don't I still don't think that's what they're gonna do. They're I don't gonna, either. What yeah, what they're gonna do is do some kind of hero. What I think they're gonna do is there's gonna be some kind of hero's journey. He's gonna change and he's gonna look like this great guy, even though it's gonna be completely incongruent with the Han Solo that we meet in the fourth movie mm-hmm. and, and a New Hope. And in that case, then maybe it'll be fine and nobody will talk about how this guy is a terrible guy. But in the event that they make it in a way that I think is going to make a good movie, you're going to be painting a picture who is just a terrible guy. And maybe maybe they, they get around it by just painting a picture of more of he's just selfish and 
just like selfish in general and just mm-hmm. kind of like a smuggler and someone who doesn't care about life and just cares about money as opposed to maybe some other of the sleazy things that he does. I mean, that has that is a good way to start episode four. Right. And so, like, in that sense, you can kind of gloss over some of the other stuff that maybe you don't want to idolize, but it's weird that you would make your hero into somebody who is kind of like a bum at the end of the movie. I'd kind of like to see that, to be honest, just because I think it would be really good for the the anthology, if if you will. But it it doesn't make for a very good movie, probably, Mm -hmm. in in large, large scale. Yeah. um, Yeah, I am excited. I think I'm excited for the movie, but I, I still think Han Solo is is maybe a, a character that we should leave behind. I think I think that's I think that's fair for just several reasons. I think that it's fair to be like yeah, I think and like I, they could have done it in a better way, right? I mean, you have Lando in this movie. Mm-hmm. You could make this if if you wouldn't call it solo, right? Because by calling it solo, you therefore are stating that the main character is going to be Han Solo. Yep. But like if you more if somehow you made it more about this team and the interactions, you could have like you could be having like Han Solo's view of of Lando or other people challenged mm-hmm. um in a ways that he now respects Lando's cuz somehow he respects Lando, right? by the by the fifth movie, but like I don't know, their first meeting, they're the, yeah. they're still kind of on the which He's again, on edge. Which First time he meets Lando. It's still kind of good about the movie, I think. But Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think you do have a point where it's like, in reality, Han Solo doesn't really have much to offer us. There's not much yeah. that I, I want to take from Han Solo and mm-hmm. be like. Like, mm-hmm. if, we're, if, we, if we talk about the movie next week, it's not going to be like Black Panther where I'm like, I want to be like T'Challa. I'm yeah. not going to come yeah. back and be like, I want to be like Han Solo. <laughs> it, and if they do, if that is the case, then they've totally changed right. who we've seen for you know all of Han Solo's history. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of... if So if it's not just a, a big story being told by Han, I would want it to be and it's impossible because it's a prequel. Um, something like, uh, I have not seen the movie Shane, but the movie Shane, or I, okay, I've also not seen Logan, uh, but Logan, where it's kind of like a, a kind of acknowledgement of some of where this character has gone wrong mm-hmm. and how things have changed around this character where we're hanging up the hat, basically. This is... It's a send-off to the Western era of Star Wars. I mean, even, like, even um, the prequel trilogy is kind mm-hmm. of like the descent of Anakin, right? You meet Anakin as this happy-go-lucky kid, and you're like, wait, hold on a second. This, like, how six-year-old kid or however old he is is going to turn into Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. Like, how is that possible? And then you follow it, and, like, what you what's great about the third movie is not necessarily following Anakin and, and like equating myself to Anakin. It's looking it's it's how I feel what 
Obi-Wan is going through, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like, wow, like, you were the chosen one. Like, there's something so much greater for you. And so, like, if they could pull something off like that for Solo, I think that'd be okay. Where you have... It doesn't really work because it's not on the scale of, uh, like, a little kid in Darth Vader. I don't know. But, it could work. Right, it's just... That's not what they've set up from the trailer. Right. right. But, I mean, trailers are... Trailers are increasingly misleading. Right. I don't trust anything I see in trailers. I don't Although, know, that's kind of this a trailer thing. Is, this trailer doesn't really have anything. I don't know. I like this trailer. It, it's It's very underselling everything. Right, right. So, uh, I guess maybe if he was like Matt Damon in Ocean's Eleven, um, then I'd get on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and this it's kind of like a corrupting movie for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it's it's gonna be a struggle, and um, I think there are better people to be looking to from the from the Star Wars universe. Even like I'm I'm, I'm thinking about like criticisms of the original trilogy. Like mm-hmm. it's too black and white, and we need more gray things. And like, oh, Han Solo is the gray character. And I'm like. Okay, is that is that what to me? Even Luke is not a black and white character, right? Right. The struggle for Luke is, um, I forget who said it, but it's like the line of good and evil doesn't go between nations or people; it goes through every human heart, mm-hmm. and the struggle is to move that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that's Luke's story. That's Luke's story played out on his clothes right like um he like he's not the the perfect hero he struggles with giving into the dark side and i think that's that's a much more um universal Mm -hmm. feeling universal um story struggling with things um in our lives struggling to be better than you know we find ourselves Mm -hmm. better than um what people tell us we can be um then being a i mean han's kind of the same way but he starts out as as like a sleazy guy who becomes better um so i don't i don't think you need to lean into the gray morality as much i think it's you need to lean into people struggling with who they are, mm-hmm. um, which I I think it, it'd be a good way. To, it'd be good to see that shift, not from good to bad, but from pretty good to yeah, right. Okay, but that's not a satisfying. That's not a satisfying summer joyride. Right. Fun time movie. Right. And I think, like, that is that is the grayness, right? Is what you're describing, is that, mm-hmm. like, going back and forth between a character. And that's why, and that, that's why I think when we look back on episode eight, we'll actually be able to say that this is a really good movie. 
because Mm -hmm. it does that even more extreme than what we see in Luke, right? Like we see, like you were saying, we see in Luke him struggling with going over the dark side and getting angry and wanting to just destroy Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Um, Or him finding himself in Vader's armor and that. Right. It's it's much more symbolic uh, in the original trilogy. But, like, it's still so good in the eighth movie, people. Don't hate the movie just because everybody else does. Because it it does a lot and maybe more than... It just... It's not as, like, in your face, I think, in in episode Mm -hmm. eight than it was in episode five. But that... And that's kind of my... My worry is that correction for the the backlash against that questioning. Like, if anything, Han Solo is, like, the most ambiguous character going into episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I my my reaction is make this movie super ambiguous. Right. Um, but that's what got them in trouble, quotes, in episode eight. Well... I'd still rather see them try to, like, swing back with this movie, and then in episode 9, they stick more to what they were leading into with mm-hmm. episode 8, and they still make it better for the the saga in general, but... Yeah, we'll see. We will um, see. Yeah. Uh, um, I, we talk about Star Wars a lot, but it's it's pretty shaping cultural <laughs> thing. Uh, almost as much as Harry Potter. Before this, we were talking about what was it? Where was it from? The BBC or something? BBC. I expect more from you. BBC posted a list of the top 100 stories that have influenced the world, shaped the world, have shaped the world. And Austin is disgusted that Harry Potter is number 15 on the list. The last book came out in 2007. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way it. It is the fifth most world-shaping book. It 15th. might be... Or 15th. It might be in years, but it's not now. I think that's fair. But anyways, that's not that's not what we're discussing. But in this Star Wars is a... Yeah, is more shaping culturally and morally, I guess, than I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have it be good. Right. Which is our the same call that we had for Marvel, right? And we mm-hmm. even, we even said Star Wars when we were talking about that. It's like if you're going to be this influential, like make some good ones, say some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Solo will surprise us all. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe maybe they they stole my idea, and I just don't know yet. Yeah. In that case, you wouldn't really be stealing the idea, but or they wouldn't be stealing the idea. It would just be great minds thinking alike. We have talked about Star Wars quite a bit. By the way, Ron Howard, yeah. formerly the voice, no, not just the voice, but the whole person of Opie, formerly uh, the narrator from uh, Arrested, Arrested Development, Development, is directing this. Yeah. I had no idea. Did you see the Arrested Development Star Wars parody that he narrated? I did not, but that's oh, it's so good. It's it's amazing because there's so much. There's weirdly a lot of similar themes in Star Wars and Arrested Development. People being in love with their siblings, uh, family conflict, uh, people losing hands. 
there's there's just a, there's a lot there's a lot of that's got going for it. <laughs> oh my goodness! You you need to watch it. That sounds fantastic. Anyway, well, anything? Do else? you have any? Well, I was gonna say anything to wrap up our thoughts on Solo. Um, I I think it'll be fun because of who's involved. I don't know if I think it'll be a satisfying Star Wars story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a problem with movies that are just fun, a.k.a. my initial reactions to yeah. Thor Ragnarok, um, which everybody almost universally loved, and I came out of that movie thinking that it was terrible and maybe the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Um, my thoughts have changed a little bit since. That's a stretch, yeah. I know, it is a stretch. <laughs> my thoughts have changed. Um coming out of it um and so yeah going into solo thinking yeah this is just gonna be a fun movie i'm going to be kind of disappointed i think um if that if that's the case um it's better than not any fun i guess that's true and who knows maybe i'll be able to look back and be like <laughs> looking yeah, at you let's fantastic watch this, four let's watch this fun movie about han solo even though it destroys the character and completely doesn't set up for a new hope um, I'm just too critical sometimes, I think, and don't just get to enjoy things that are just fun. But, like, uh, that's another thing, too. When I was talking to my friend, I, com- I compare Star Wars to Paddington, by the way. Mm, in, the sense, in the sense that, like... Paddington is the heroes that we should aspire to. No. Well, yes. But in the <laughs> sense that, <laughs> that you know... You know how the story's going to end. Like, you know good's going to beat evil. You mm-hmm. know that Paddington mm-hmm. is going to save the day. And, like, that should make me upset with the story. But the fact that you can get pulled into the story and be like, even though I know it's going to end, I can still think that somebody's going to die. Or I can still think yeah. in this situation that the, that the evil guy's going to win. And so that's what makes Star Wars... That's why Star Wars is good, I think. It's mm-hmm. a great story because it does that. Um, and so if Solo can do that... Even if it's like a goofy movie about like flying around space and and making jokes and whatever, if I can still get pulled into it and say like, yeah, I'm gonna laugh with these jokes, even though I, basically, you, <laughs> the movie's gonna have to pull me out of my super critical mode because of the story that it's telling. Good luck. Um, I See, know. That's why I love my framing device. <laughs> Right, because that, that then it would that work. That just gives me a free pass to be like, wow, this is so Han, and then you're just on a joyride. Right, right. Navigated by, oh, man, let's make that movie. Let's do it. <laughs> the same people. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways. Any other recommendations? Uh, recommendations for this week. Um, I was, so... In July, the beginning of July, I'm going to... No, sorry, not the beginning of July, the end of July. I'm going to go see Lord Huron in Portland, Maine. Nice. It's going to be awesome. And then I found out that there's, like, this, like, concert in the park series that they do in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. And I found out that Lord Huron is coming to that concert in the park series the same week that... I'm going to go see them earlier in that week. So I'm going to go see them Monday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Portland. And then I'm going to come back and see them on Friday on my birthday. In oh, Portland. nice. It's going to be awesome. 
Um, but also, this is just a long story to getting to my recommendation. So I was looking at the rest of the concerts on this concert series thing, and I felt super hipster because I was like, wow, I know like half of these bands and probably nobody's ever heard of them before. Um, nice. I'm with her, who I recommended on this show earlier. Yeah, I just saw, I saw their Tiny Desk concert uh-huh, today. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm excited to go see them. And then another band, which is my actual recommendation, is the Ballroom Thieves. Um, they're kind of along the same lines, like folk. Um, they're kind of like, um, I would say they're kind of like, um, the Lumineers or, um, of Monsters and Men, kind of. Their name um, sounds like a band that I would listen to in a speakeasy during Prohibition. Is that at all the feel? Um, uh, it's a little, little, maybe a little bit up, more upbeat than that, but not really. No, twenties were pretty upbeat. Anyways, yeah. check them out. Um, they're pretty. I I enjoy them a lot. Unfortunately, I'm not gonna be able to go see their show. Hmm. Um, but. That's my recommendation. The Ballroom Thieves. Um, I'm kind of halfway through a couple books right now, so I'll just I'll recommend one of them before I'm at the end. I, I don't like to do that, but um, I think it'll I think the end it'll be pretty good. So um, I picked up um, Confessions by uh, Augustine, uh, Bishop mm-hmm. of Hippo. Um, at the book sale, because the book sale is unbelievable. Um, it was written in, like, 403 or something. Yeah. Um, but it's so... To me, it's shockingly relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, just... Okay, so there are things that are shocking, just, like, I can't believe people ever thought this. Like, he's talking about... Uh, there's another bishop that he meets called Ambrose. And he's just blown away that he reads silently. Um, Like, if he Mm. wants to read a book by himself, Ambrose reads it silently. Mm. And that's just, like, shocking to Augustine and all of his friends. Um, And I'm like, wow. Times have changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then other times, he's talking about, like, how do you read Genesis? Um, And what's the proper way to interpret... um, the creation narrative. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, I'm glad we have made lots of progress on that since the last, like, 400. Um, so, yeah, it's it's good. He, he talks about how he um, went from being a Manichaean, um, which is a religion that doesn't really exist anymore, mm-hmm. um, kind of sprung up... Uh, some people say it's a Gnostic thing. It's not really. Um, the The founder of it says it's the true um, interpretation of like Zoroastrianism and Christianity. He's an Iranian. Um, so being a follower of that religion to um, being a Christian and the bishop and like, one of the most influential Christian thinkers mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. History. Um, so, it's it's good. It's, uh, I, I told, I think I told our dad that people need to read more old things 
because they're they're very humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, many people, I think, think they thought of things for the first time, and that's uh, that's almost never true. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Plato has been alive. Um, Aristotle's been alive. Augustine's been alive. You're just like, you're just ending at has been alive. I was expecting yeah. you to say like has been alive since or hasn't been alive since or something like that. But you're just like nope. They already thought about all these things. Before. They have. They, they even well, honestly they have. Like everyone's like, oh, this is how democracy falls in the rise of a tyrant who rises up the population. I'm like y'all. You're just plagiarizing the Republic. Plato wrote that like two and a half thousand years ago. Yeah. And now you're writing a cover story for it in the Atlantic. Like, like it's it's unbelievable that these people thousands of years ago are like more relevant to today than what people write today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't read Confession, which you should, read other old things because they've shaped the world. Way, way to get Fight that in me, there. BBC. <laughs> way to get that in there. Um, yeah, All right. I'm pretty sure I've, I've at least read like excerpts from from his that confessions, and from what I've it's read, good. it's fantastic. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for joining us. If you should watch Solo this weekend, let us know what you think. Uh, without giving me spoilers, if I also haven't seen it. Um, mm-hmm. But Austin loves spoilers, so you can give. I him do spoilers. love spoilers. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Yeah.